Remember to join Scotty and Hands Monday, October 7th from noon to 3 at Soundsleep Medical, 8941 South, 700 East in Sandy. Time to talk jazz basketball with Craig Bowlerjack. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Bowler, good morning. DJ, PK, glad to be back. How are you? Good. Basketball season is here. Expectations are all over the map. I will say that ranking teams 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 in the West, a little misleading because so many people acknowledge there's going to be so little separation. But nonetheless, Jazz fans don't want to be in the 4-5 series again. Finishing fifth Uh, in the West three years in a row is enough. All these changes, they aren't as big. They sacrifice some size, but they add a lot of skill. They Obviously, it looks like they added shooting. So... How confident are you that they will not be in the fifth spot, which actually is where ESPN has them in the power rankings right now, that they'll be at least in the 2-3, and, and hey, if they're better than that, great. Which is where we're seeing some Vegas odds right now. Yeah, yeah, they're all over the place, as you mentioned. I saw the uh, and I saw you tweet out, too, uh, seventh uh, overall, uh, fifth in the West, and you, know, you just kind of shake your head because uh, somebody's got to be right, somebody's got to be wrong. I've been to practice for three days, had not... Uh, for an 11 o'clock um, practice session again this morning. And you know what? Um, I like what I see. Uh, I mean, that's all you can do right now until you actually see them on the floor. But it just seems like there is an air of confidence, not overly confident, mind you. That's not going to happen with Quinn Snyder and, and company. But yet there just seems to be an air uh, of um, confidence. Uh, there is a sense to me of just uh, a quick bonding that's occurred, uh, which is good news because that's kind of the jazz way of doing things as a, as a team concept. And I think as long as Donovan and Joe and Rudy are in that mix, that's just the way this team is going to perform. And I've been impressed with Conley. I mean, he's had, um, you know, uh, you know, he came off the court with an allergy or whatever it was, nothing serious, but he just is smooth, guys. I mean, I think, there again, that's where the air of confidence is uh, when you have someone – of his caliber and nothing against Ricky. Look, Rubio was a terrific individual and had his own ass, you know, his own positive assets. But Conley is just a, a guy. I think that just demands respect. He's earned that. And I think again, only helps Donovan grow as a, as a guard and helps his team open the floor and become a better scoring team, which you have to be, as you know, in this Western conference. And, uh, DJ, your point's well taken. I, I tell you, every night's just going to be a battle. I don't see a game that would be a yawner by any means, especially when you're playing a Western Conference opponent. It's it's going to be a rough road. Uh, and I think health, obviously, is going to play uh, probably the biggest factor when you see where the seedings are You know, come, come April. So I know that I've got – proven commodities and just about everybody that they've brought aboard, right? Because they're all veterans. They've been doing this for a long time and have had a lot of right. success. The guy that I'm most excited about because of the what he brings for the team is what they haven't had, and that is the shooting at one particular position, and that boils down to seeing Bogdanovich get out on the floor and do his thing. To me, because I'm looking at the other guys of doing what they do, continuing to do what they do, think it's going to change much Bogdanovich is going to be the difference maker because they haven't had the skill that he provides yeah I'm impressed PK I you know I was just waiting to see him um 
up close and personal. And look, I see him twice a year. And, you know, with the Pacers the last two seasons, we know him as a incredible three-point shooter. You know, last year he was at 42 and change, and his career numbers are at 39%. And he had a career year scoring last year also uh, with the Pacers at 18. But you know what? I, I, I watch at practice, too. There's there's more athleticism. You know, there there's a slasher uh, that's inside him as well. And uh, he can run the floor. He's got terrific speed. I mean, I think the bottom line would – equate to athlete and you know sometimes you get in your mind that you just park yourself in the corner and wait for the ball to come to you but you know I I just saw him much more active than I expected uh in the system and maybe that's the key as they get out they're running to their spots but also uh they've dropped a few balls inside he's finished and I I you know I just think that's more you know icing uh, on top of the cake uh just the athleticism that I've seen from Boyan so far so uh, you know, another guy that's, ju- that's jumped out, Ed Davis. I mean, he's uh, 6'10". So, yeah, he would be a guy on the floor. He's got uh, relentless rebounding skills, and he's uh, terrific offensively to, you know, put the ball back up and in, much like a Derek Favors. And he, he gets out and runs. So there's a lot of athleticism that I've seen on, on this uh, floor in practice so far. But, you know, against Adelaide on Saturday, that's when the Jazz kick off their preseason schedule. I don't know if that's going to tell us a lot, but I think the road trip next week to Milwaukee and New Orleans will kind of open up our eyes and give us some answers of really what this team can do. You know, there was talk a couple of years of trying to do what San Antonio did where you build up the bench, and if you do that the right way, your bench beats their bench, and it puts your starters in a great position. And the Jazz kind of had a good thing going there, and their bench was pretty productive. And now, and there's a bunch of new faces. Do they all fit together? Are they going to have a built-in advantage there against some teams? Well, I tell you, when you run it down, and this is the kind of way I've built my chart. I've been working on this game for the last couple of days. But, again, this is all interchangeable. But I'm, I'm guessing that you see Conley and Mitchell in the backcourt, right? Rudy's not going anywhere and Joe and Boyan uh, as the two forwards. But, you know, there's been talk Royce O'Neal could slide in at times, and I understand that. The guy's athletic and a good shutdown defender getting better uh, in his third year. But look at Ed Davis, Jeff Green, O'Neal, Niang, who continues to blister the nets from outside from what I've seen. Uh, Moutier is a real interesting prospect for me. He's only 23 guys, as you know. But in his fifth year, and he made that decision to come here to get better. He wanted to be coached. He wanted to be uh, taught how to play the position at a higher level. So uh, he's kind of an X factor. And so is Dante, who's on the floor now, uh, been given the clearance to go out and participate. Um, and, you know, his skill set intrigues us all. But we just, you know, we haven't seen him much over the last three seasons. So. I think he and also Tony Bradley, uh, who's been working hard to really be another big to back up Gobert or come off the bench in small minutes. So those are kind of the bench guys with a few that still intrigue me. Um, I guess probably Jarrell Brantley's got quite an NBA body. And then what do you do uh, with Nigel William Goss, you know, who was an All-American at Gonzaga, who was overseas for a couple of years. And, you know, he's getting some reps as well. So, when you, to answer your question, I see the Jazz very deep, uh, and that's that goes to your point, which I think is another thing that didn't happen last year when the injuries hit Golden State with Clay Thompson and, and Kevin Durant. You know, they're starting five or six 
that six man, that that was basically the minutes that Steve Kerr had. They didn't have a really deep bench, and it really came came into play in the playoffs. But I think the Jazz are, are well suited, at least what I see right now. But we're all going to learn this together uh, when they jump on the floor um, this week and next. What's the TV situation for these preseason games? Uh, TV will go Saturday with uh, Adelaide, uh, the 36ers from Australia. We'll jump and do both uh, road games, Milwaukee, New Orleans. Uh, we'll give it a rest against Sacramento on the 14th, and then we'll finish up the preseason at home against Portland. And then the season opener, of course, on the 23rd against OKC. Okay. Uh, I wanted to touch on Ed Davis. You brought him up because I think that the one thing that this team that I'm not sure, I've been in the practices and we haven't seen any games, the one thing that they lost with the players that are no longer on the roster is the insurance for Gobert because obviously with Favors, they had the best insurance policy in the league, I believe, as far as a backup center with Favors, and he's off to New Orleans now. So what's the situation there for behind Gobert when he needs a rest or obviously heaven forbid that he should get hurt? Well, TK, that's that's really another great question and, and something I don't know if has been totally decided, but I'm guessing Ed Davis at six ten. He's a little slight more you know, slighter build than what Faves had at two thirty, two twenty five. But what I've seen, he, he's he's relentless on the rim, which is very much what Favors was able to do in a finisher once the ball's in his hands. I think the question too is where's Tony Bradley fit in? I mean, he's six eleven, about two fifty, had a great summer league, as you know, and basically averaged double doubles <clears throat> throughout Salt Lake and Las Vegas. So I would guess that those minutes most of those minutes at this moment for my eyes would be at Davis's uh Tony Bradley. Would I obviously uh, maybe jump in for a few in situations? Uh, I think Quinn's got a lot of ability to go, you know, small, big. Um, uh, you know, there's it's, there's a lot of combinations here that uh, Quinn Snyder has at his disposal, and I think that's a, one of the most exciting points for him. Is the only guy that really labeled is labeled as a five is going to be, and probably Tony, is is going to be, uh, you know, uh, Gobert and, and Bradley at the five. Everybody else is just a basketball player. And I think that's where the league is, uh, you know, that you really don't want to name or put a number on a player. You just go out and play multiple positions. And I think the Jazz really have that at their, you know, on their roster right now. Something maybe they didn't have quite as much a year ago. How much more should I expect out of Donovan Mitchell this year? And maybe more importantly, how much are Quinn and Dennis expecting out of Donovan Mitchell this year? Well, I think the first thing, DJ, is that what he expects, and that maybe is the most promising thing of, of all. He's been very vocal at practice leadership-wise, which we know that's just built in. We saw that his rookie year. But, you know, when he said to all of us, and he said this even with USA Basketball, you know, look, he knows he has to improve his defense, and he also has to make better decisions. And for a young third-year, you know, star to really still break his game down that deeply, man, I love it. You know, he's not happy with where he's at. And the other part of the equation, too, is how does Mike Conley make him a better player with this expected more open floor type of offense, uh, which, you know, everyone's got to guard Conley. They've got to pick up Donovan. You know, when Ricky struggled, they would, uh, as you guys know, they, they they slough off and they would double Donovan and crowd him. Uh, everyone's, I think, on the, the starting five, you know, has respect in this league, and they're going to have to be defended that way. 
So here's the other question. If Donovan can get to the rim like he wants to and, and improve his three-point shooting even more, you know, he averaged, what, nearly 24 a game last year. I'm just looking at numbers that I wrote down for the game. But, you know, I, I didn't realize he was over five free-throw attempts. I thought it was four and a half, but five, just a little over five free-throw attempts. So how do you go from a 24-point-per-night guy to 26? Well, maybe is one extra three-point bucket and maybe a few more trips to the free-throw line. And, guys, if he does that, I mean, is that not all-star status if he's in the 26-and-change 26 range? I would think so. But I think Connolly will afford him more space and more abilities uh, to score and also to, to, to rock the rim, which, you know, again, could put him at the free-throw line for more and one. So uh, I think Connolly's key uh, to, to the floor and the spacing of what the Jazz are going to get. And that only can help. It can only help Donovan Mitchell. Only can help him. So you're saying right now, anyway, Dante Exum is 100%? I'm no doctor, but, I mean, he's on the floor, and that's something we haven't seen much. Uh, I think, again, through my eyes, he's on the floor and, you know, participating, uh, and that's that's really a big key for the Jazz to have him on the floor. So I would put him in the mix, PK, for sure, unless, and I haven't been told differently, uh, but I, I would expect that Dante uh, is still going to be coming along probably a little slower than others just to get himself you know, re, uh, <clears throat> reintroduced, but I, I I think that obviously he's he's going to be a part of what the Jazz want to do and a big part of that bench. Uh, and you may see him slide in as a starter on occasion. I don't think Quinn. You know, last year, you know, Joe Joe Ingles has always told Quinn Snyder, and it's no secret. Look, if it needs to be that I need to slide to the bench, and it's better for the team, he'll do it, which is unbelievable for a guy of his stature, and I think that's the beauty of this team is it's the team concept. But, uh, you know, I there's times that you may see Quinn decide to go, you know, guard heavy, and maybe Dante's part of that equation. We're going to find that together, but uh, I think that he's a, he's a big part of what they, they want, they need, and expect, and you just hope he stays healthy, PK. I'd love to see him play 75 games, right? I can see him missing a few here and there. Like most players in this league today, rarely do you get 82, except for Joe Ingles, uh, who's done it three straight years. But um, I, I think Dante, you know, not <laughs> you say the X factor because he's Dante Exum, but he's going to be a big part of of what the Jazz have in what you talk, mentioned earlier, and that's the bench, the strength and the depth of the bench. That was a long answer. All I heard is, "I'm no doctor." I'm no doctor. And when you I, said I, I that, think, I thought I mean, everything that comes after this, he's hedging because deep down, nobody really knows if Dante can survive an 82-game season. Well, it just hope. may not be and in the I cards. Mean, he's been put together shoulder and knee, and now you hope. But, you know, the Jazz uh, have, have kept him. They've paid him, P, uh, DJ and PK. And so they see something that intrigues them to the, to the limit. And I, I get it. I mean, we've seen moments where you say, wow, kid can play. He's, he, his, long, his length will shut down guys running to the corner or running out to the baseline. And then he shows you a little bit of spark on that first quick step to the rim. You know, the thing is, I've got to see him play. I mean, I, I think you do too. PKU as well, Jazz fans, coaches. I mean, you can only live so long on in five years' time in this league on potential. You've got to stay on the floor, and you have to prove what you have. And that's kind of my point. I, You know, 
I, I, I want the answer too. And but again, is he totally healthy? Only he and probably two or three other people know for sure. And my guess is yes. Um, and I'm excited to see him get on the floor and prove uh, and show us what he's got because uh, it's been a difficult start to his professional career injury-wise. And I think you're right. Stay on the floor and show us what you what you have, and we'll go from there. He's but great. I am no doctor. I am no doctor. <laughs> I think you're going to hear that as a drop going forward. <laughs> Yak, you already have it in the system? Not yet? All right. Well, you'll hear it in okay. a later. Like Star Trek, I'm no doctor. I'm no veterinarian. I'm just a doctor, Jim. He's One of the great lines, I think, of all time. He's Craig Bowlerjack. He's secretly a Star Trek fan. I did not know that about him. All right, Bowler, we'll see you on TV then Adelaide Saturday night, right? Saturday nights. Uh, yes, sir. We'll be there.